Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 642. If you'd like to have a copy of it, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape, and Sharon will tell you how to receive one. They're actually free, including postage and handling. I've got music and letters and a powerful message from the Lord, right from his word for today. But right now, let's pray to God. Father, to you, for you to anoint this program, anoint me, anoint everyone on the program, Lord, in uh, Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you will um, let everybody know the things that you want them to know today so that they can have a very good chance to be in the kingdom of heaven. Lord, you killed all the uh, firstborn of Egypt. Because they would not, they wouldn't be nice to your son, Christ Jesus. Lord, everyone had to um, acknowledge the, the blood that Jesus was going to shed. And this was a symbol, a type, or a figure of that which was to come. Uh, Abel, uh, in the Garden of Eden, gave up a better sacrifice than Cain. He offered up the blood of a lamb, which was symbolic of him believing that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's coming to earth to shed his blood, that sins, everyone's sadistic sin, and every other sin that they ever committed is going to be washed away with that blood. But uh, Cain didn't do that. He offered vegetables and fruit. Uh, this has no virtue of um, blood or... Um, that would wash away sin or the blood of your son. And therefore, you put a mark on him. You marked him for hell is what you marked him with, Lord. And all the people that will refuse your word, which is your son, are marked. You know exactly who they are. Even the holy angels know who they are that are not accepting you. Praise the Lord. Lord, um, let me receive every word that you're saying today so that I can uh, uh, let you speak right through me. Let me remain dead, Lord, that my, there's nothing in me that wants to say anything that you don't want to say. Let uh, the Spirit, you are the Spirit, Father. You are the Spirit, Jesus. You are the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Let uh, your Spirit have its way. Lord, I give myself totally unto you. Uh, rebuke Satan. Close every door to him. And open every door to you, uh, to your children, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. That souls may be saved, Lord, and the body of Christ, which is the spiritual body, be strengthened in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here's the Alamo Christian uh, Quartet, or their brothers in the church. Uh, three of them fell away. They were really saved, and their names are blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. This, uh, But it's just sad. One of them is remaining here in the church. If they repent, they could come back, and we'd have a great quartet again. Uh, listen to them saying, enter in. Angels are looking over in the glory. Watching over 
I must do the works of God. I'm never resigning, but climbing up higher to the cross. Though at times it seems unfair, Christ never fails to remind me. But the great homecoming where we'll sing in the Jubilee. Enter in, enter in, my child well done. My child well done, you kept the faith. You kept the faith, your race is run, your race is run. Those golden streets, those golden streets, they are now yours. They are now yours, your labors are over. Your labors are over forevermore. Enter in, enter in, my child well done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have some uh, letters today, uh, Sharon? Yes. All right. Let me hear where the first one is from. Uh, Solomon Islands. All right. Let me hear it. Dear Pastor Lamo, I've read a newsletter published by your ministry from a friend of mine, and I have great interest in it because it contained lots of news and spiritual information, which helps me a lot. I will be very grateful indeed if you could enroll my name on your mailing list to receive your newsletters. Please send me any magazines or materials which you think might help with building up my Christian life. Your cooperation with this request will be a very great value. Thank you and may God richly bless you. Yours sincerely, Joshua Hain from Malaysia Province, Solomon Islands. Praise the Lord. What a nice letter. All right, then we have uh, another one. Yes. All right. Where is this one from? This is from Ghana, Africa. All right. Dear World Pastor, I always give thanks to God for you and the brethren because your faith is greatly enlarging the love I have towards Christ Jesus, the Lord of the world. May his resurrection power keep you unhurt from the attacks of our arch enemy, Satan. Pastor Lamo, I thank you for the previous tracts sent to me. They were of much help to me and to everyone I shared them with, especially the junior secondary school students. They really appreciate all of your efforts to get them to heaven. The tracks really had much impact on my faith, especially those explaining how you were called into the ministry, like Biting the Bullet, Signs of the Times. I say again that these tracks really increased my faith. My dear pastor, could you please send me more tracks, especially more Signs of the Times, Dry Bones, The Servant of the Lord, and many others. I do believe the Lord who called you will provide all that you need. May the Lord keep you safe in the ministry. Yours in Christ, Sadik Ezekiel from Kanongo, Ghana, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Make sure they get everything that they want in the Lord. All right. Again, the world government keeps uh, trying to encourage us to get an alliance one with another. But there's too many demonic people on the face of this earth for us to ever want to have an alliance with, because if we had an alliance with them, God would destroy our souls. The Lord said that we're not to be unevenly yoked with unbelievers. So there's two kind of people in the world. There are always going to be two kind of people in the world until the world is destroyed, and that are the believers and those that don't believe at all. Those that believe in God and the ones that don't believe at all. Now, the people in this world have been trained by the Antichrist government, which is headed by the Roman Catholic cult in Rome, 
of the city of the seven hills is where it says this is mystery Babylon. A lot of people try to make Babylon the way that it was in the Bible in the Old Testament, but this is a new Babylon. This is mystery Babylon, the one that has all these secret societies in the world today. And they, uh, like, um, for instance, uh, this uh, Nancy Grace uh, is one of those that wants, uh, that she doesn't uh, know the Bible. She obviously doesn't know it. And the news media at large surely does not know the Bible. They don't know what the real law of God is. And they have become, uh, these people, they want to become our judge, those of us that really obey the word of God, the law of God. We become the uh, They want to be our judge and our jury and our, our executioner. And in fact, that's what they're doing, is they executed the people at Waco, Texas. And... Uh, this was a glorious uh, statement that uh, Bill Clinton made that Jesus said, you know, I take full responsibility. And my homosexual attorney, General Janet Reno, she takes full responsibility for him. That'll teach people. Uh, he was posing as a Baptist, and this is part of the uh, charter of the uh, Antichrist uh, government, the Jesuits. Uh, the hidden Jesuits, and a lot of people, they, they brag about being Jesuits because they think they have something over us. Now, they're raising hell here on earth. Uh, this is true. But God is starting to raise um, uh, heaven to them. He sent us into this world to preach the gospel to you, ignoramuses, and uh, because you don't listen, he's pouring out his wrath over in Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Texas and all these different, all over the world. And so, uh, you know, we're not going to join together with you bunch of heathen. Uh, you must join us if you want to go to heaven because we're the rulers. Those of us that preach the gospel are the rulers of this world. The Bible tells us, uh, they don't believe the Bible, but the Bible says when a woman becomes, uh, comes to the age of puberty, they are uh, mature enough to have children, to be married to uh, to um, older men also, because older men can support them. As I mentioned in another broadcast, there was a woman on television, I don't know, I can't remember, this is years ago, and uh, she said, uh, and I talked to all kinds of people, and they say, we don't be married to these punks. Uh, uh, she was married to an older man, as a matter of fact, it was wrong for her be, to be married to this man because uh, it was her father, but she didn't know it, and he didn't know that it was his daughter. But they asked her, why? Why do you not uh, want to be married to a young man? <clears throat> well, she said, because they're punks. Uh, they don't have enough money to even buy me a hamburger or a cheeseburger, and um, I, I just don't want to be around them. They make me go Dutch. I want some man. A real man, not some young punk, uh, that some man that can support me and my children. She says, I realize that it's uh, wrong for me to be married to my dad, but we didn't know it. It was an ignorant thing. We had no idea. But, um, uh, I, even if we are made to divorce, I'll never, uh, want to be married to some young punk that can't even afford to pay for his own, uh, 
a date for uh, with his his girlfriend and uh, how what kind of a person would that be to be married to wouldn't be anything at all so the world government wants uh, every one of the uh, they encourage young people to be with young people you know, like in school uh, boys and girls together me and Mamie O'Rourke dance fantastic on the boardwalks of all the school system uh, it's all right for you to have sex here but don't you dare get married to anybody that's going to or have sex with anybody that's going to be able to support you. Well, that's why uh, we're not going to. Uh, the, the Lord says that uh, we have to have no alliance with these uh, insane people, people that are going to hell. And this is why uh, the Lord showed kindness to those that uh, are married. We talk to, uh, we see Boaz in the Bible says to, to Ruth, he says, God blesses you because of the fact that you have chosen me, an older man, rather than a young man that is either poor or rich. Be, uh, it's wrong to be married to older men. What, are we uh, um, older men? Are we uh, become some kind of devils or something? I'm not saying that I'm, I wouldn't want to be married to any younger woman at all. Uh, really, uh, that young because, uh, when they reach puberty, because there wouldn't be anything that I'd be able to talk about to them. But I'm being blamed for that because I keep telling people there's so many people that want to be married that are like 14 year old women. Uh, they've had their, uh, they've reached puberty maybe two or three years ago and older men that could support them. And actually, people are even leaving the church because I won't let them be married to young women uh, that are under 18 years old because there's a law here in the land and I'm doing everything in my power to get it changed because they're leaving the church. So it's an older man that leaves the church and a younger woman, 14, 15, 16 years old, because they say, you won't allow, but we'll go out there and we'll just... Uh, uh, have a common law marriage. We'll get married. We're not going to stay in the church. So, uh, anybody that says that I believe in, um, that they, they shouldn't get married, they're wrong, but I just can't let them do that in the church because you can see what the Antichrist government is doing to people out there that, um, let, uh, what they call underage girls they're not girls. One of the newscasters the other day slipped and stated, uh, these women, I mean, girls, uh, uh, and that they're married to older men. These dirty old men. Well, you dirty people out there in the world. I mean, it's all right if they're, uh, Moses, uh, was an old man. He was about 80 years old and he was married to three young women. Uh, you, uh, Joseph was married to Mary. Joseph was an old, old man, and Mary was just a young girl. So they probably were uh, engaged to be married, which is the same thing as being married, because once you're engaged, you're not allowed in the Bible uh, to marry anyone else. But uh, he waited until she reached puberty, and just when he was going to have relationships with her, uh, the Lord uh, told her, and told him not to do that because that which is in her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
she conceived by the Holy Spirit. And uh, he's to wait until after she has this child. So that the scripture could be fulfilled that a virgin shall conceive. How is that possible? By the Holy Spirit. We're able to conceive. Uh, to The Holy Spirit conceives uh, Christ in us. We are conceived. We are uh, given the Holy Spirit in us. Not by fornication. But by the Lord's Holy Spirit. He circumcises our heart. He enters into our body with a... Uh, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Why, for heaven's sakes, we become uh, impregnated with Jesus in us. So that's exactly the way that God impregnated Jesus into Mary. Now, uh, he became flesh in her, but Christ remains the Spirit in us. So it's the very same method that God uses to bring people into the born-again experience of uh, being born again, of the Spirit. So um, so these young women, three of them, were married to Moses. Boaz said to his uh, bride, Ruth, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning. Insomuch as thou followed not young men, that's something, whether poor or rich. That's in the book of Ruth, chapter 3, verse 10. There's no way for people to make any sense to unsaved uh, heathen, but Christians are supposed to have uh, to separate themselves from the world and to have nothing to do with it. Why would people be Christians if uh, they made themselves part of the, this filthy world? Uh, you wouldn't be a Christian. The Bible commands us, God commands us to separate ourselves from the entire world. All right, well, now I'm going to go back into the Bible here, the seventh chapter of Romans, which uh, these people like the History Channel and all these people trying to teach the Bible, they are not born again the Spirit. They don't know what the Bible says at all. They have some uh, Antichrist-type um, advisors that call themselves Christians and they glean what they can for there and it's uh, very damaging to listen to that stuff okay so verse 19 Paul is saying for the good that I would do first of all he said I have won more souls than any other all the other apostles put together and I have written more Bible than all of them yet not I so he says, for the good that I would, I do not. So the I, in other words, he is no longer I. He says, it's Jesus in me that does the good works. And that I uh, am dead with him. For the good that I would, I do not. So he's talking about before Christ that the eye of him could not do any good thing. But the evil which I would not, that I do. 
But he says, I'm no longer I, I am Christ. I am a member of Christ's body. So that's why you people that are not deep in the Lord, you don't know what you're talking about. So verse 20, now if I, because I'm evil and sold unto sin, if I do that, I would not. Uh, it is no more I that do it, but sin, Satan that's in me, but sin that dwelleth in me. Okay, well, <clears throat> the Lord uh, saved his soul and f- frightened him to the point to where he says uh, that he's going to do what the book of Ecclesiastes says to do, and that is to the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. He says, I cannot keep God's commandments. So I have to not be I anymore. I cannot be me anymore. I have to divorce myself from myself. I have to be disciplined to do, to discipline myself, to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Yes, because I can't do anything with Christ. Uh, we can't do anything that is godly if we're not in Christ. Amen? Amen. So it's just sad that people don't understand these scriptures because they are so profound, they are so true. So because uh, then if we were going to do sin, then what good then would it be for God to Christ in the flesh um, to shed his blood? Uh, on the other point, the Lord's blood was shed for the establishing of the new covenant. Uh, so he's uh, the old, he was living in the old covenant because he was a, he, he actually was a um, zealous person to keep the law, even though he was breaking the law and everything that he was doing, including murdering and helping murder Christians. So the blood, Christ's blood, was shed for another reason, for the establishing of a new covenant. So he established the contract or covenant here. And he tells us, in other words, you establish a contract or a covenant um, by signing this contract or covenant with somebody, if you're buying a house or whatever it is. Well, the Lord was buying us. He bought us with his blood. And he tells us to, he signed it, this covenant with his blood, and he tells us to sign it. He signed it in his blood. Now he wants us to sign it with our life devoted to him. Okay? So now Paul claims that he was uh, saved. And he says he attributes every good work that he ever did to the Lord. And he also states that because he's doing good works now, it's no longer I, but it's the Lord living in me that does all the good works. Verse 21, and I find then a law that when I would do good, I, and I'm not the one doing the work anymore, it's the Lord in me that's doing it. 
evil is present with me. Uh, verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Well, I really want to do the law of God. I really want to be a strong and powerful Christian, but I, because uh, I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Verse 23, but without Christ. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my uh, mind. I mean, the devil keeps bombarding my mind just like an airplanes keep coming down at uh, Los Angeles LAX or over at Kennedy Airport. He, uh, the devil keeps coming down to my mind and bringing all these different ideas to me. And be, without Christ, I can't fight this off. I mean, I, it's warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, because my flesh, in my flesh, is no good thing. So I'm always being brought in if, if when that was just I and me without Christ. So the law of sin was still in his members before he really got saved. Oh, wretched man, this is verse 24, that I am, the I who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then he gives the answer here in verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. So therefore, I do not walk after the flesh any longer. I don't do that anymore. I don't walk after the flesh. And so he's talking about uh, what his um, situation was before uh, I was eliminated in him. Himself was eliminated when Christ took over. And now uh, the life that liveth in me is not my own, it's Christ in me. And so there's no longer any I. So chapter 8 answers the question. Paul is just right after this. The flesh of my, uh, the flesh, the law of sin. So he thanks God that he's delivered now through Jesus Christ. So verse 1 in chapter 8 says, it's just going right along. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. In Christ, in Christ Jesus, who walk not, I'm not walking after the flesh anymore, but I walk after the spirit, he says. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So we have the moral law. We have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We have the law of sin and death. He's talking about the law of sin and death in chapter 7 here, but says that the Lord delivered him from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus and Jesus is in me, he says, hath made me free 
from the condemnation of the law of sin and death. For verse 3, for what the law could not do, the law cannot save your soul. You Jewish people or anybody else cannot be saved by keeping the law because you still have the Adamic sin on your soul. So even if you think that you haven't committed any sin, and even if you hadn't, you still have the Adamic sin on your soul. You still have the law of sin and death in you because that you have committed, because of Adam and Eve, we all were born under sin. Uh, because um, we have the Adamic sin on our soul, because our mother and father, the original mother and father, Adam and Eve, uh, sinned. And if you don't have Christ in you, you're not going to make it to heaven. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, the law is saying, your flesh is weak, you've committed sin, you've done all these evil things. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Yeah, Christ looks exactly like us. And he came into the world uh, with the power of God. And for he came into the world for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Well, how did he condemn sin in the flesh? Well, it's because he was in the flesh, just like we are, and he never sinned. And the flesh is weak, but the Lord Jesus stayed in the spirit so that he mortified any sin in the flesh. He did, None of that was important to him because he was in heaven and he came down to this earth and he knew what hell was all about. And he had so much compassion on us that he lived a perfect life and then went to the death to shed his blood so that we, by faith in his blood, could be saved, be washed in the blood, all of our former sins washed away so that we could be free from the condemnation of the law. Well, after we're free from the condemnation of the law, can we sin? Absolutely not, because if we sin again, then the law condemns all sin, and we are, we've lost our salvation. Well, can't we get forgiveness? The Lord already forgave you. He died once for you. He washed away your sins and drowned them in the sea of God's forgetfulness and never remembers them anymore unless you let Satan fish them back up and show you how weak you once were, and that now uh, you're still weak. He's going to tell you that. Uh, but you're not, and if you believe him and you sin again, well, then you're, and you do it knowingly, willingly. But if you do it ignorantly, then immediately get it washed away again, because sins of ignorance can be forgiven. Verse 4. But the Lord knows whether you're trying to shuck him or not. So don't try to deceive the Lord. He knows every thought or every intention of your heart. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the eye or after the flesh, but after the born-again experience 
but after the Holy Spirit. Isn't that to explain it very well? I think it does, and how anybody could mistake uh, or say that they don't know what that means. Well, I just think they're not telling the truth. For those uh, that are after the flesh, in other words, after I, I would like to do good, but I can't. I find that there's sin in my in me, well, then you get the, uh, the sin all washed away. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Are you doing uh, minding the things or doing the things of the flesh? But they that are after the Holy Spirit, they do the things of the Holy Spirit. So that's why Paul is saying, oh, we can't sin anymore because I'm after the Spirit and I don't do the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, they do the things of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death. That's why he says, uh, making it clear of what he's saying in chapter 7, is that I'm not that way. That's the way I was, but now I'm not I. I'm Christ, a member of Christ's body. For to be carnally minded is death, and I don't want to go to hell. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, everlasting life and peace with the Lord. Because we don't want to have uh, no peace with God. We want to have, uh, because if we do have, uh, if we do not have faith, uh, peace with the Lord, then we have His wrath. Now, verse seven, because the carnal mind is at amity, in other words, is the enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Uh, when you're carnally minded, you don't care what you do. You just like, you see people walking around naked and exposing their filthy flesh. Um, it's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. It's impossible for people to be um, under the, or to be uh, subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you can't please him, well, then he's not pleased with you, and you're on your way to hell. Verse 9, but ye are not in the flesh. He's talking to the brothers and sisters. You're not in the flesh, but in the Holy Spirit. But he's saying, but if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none. He doesn't belong to Christ. He is none of Christ. Verse 10, so if you're in the Spirit, you're not going to sin. Because the wages of sin is death. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body that has all the evil in it is dead. You're, uh, you're dead to sin. You don't want to sin. You hate it because of sin. The body is dead because of sin. Well, what need would there to be, uh, dead? Your, uh, evil in your uh, flesh what would evil what uh, good would it be to be dead 
because if you walk after the flesh, then you are going to hell. So Christ, if Christ be in you, the body is dead to sin because of the Holy Spirit in it, because of sin. So he's saying that because of sin, you, you must be dead. Otherwise, sin will be in you. But if the Spirit is, um, but the Spirit of God is life because of righteousness. Well, how could you be righteous if you're still sinning? You couldn't because we have to be like Christ. He says, uh, deny yourself the things of the world, of your body. You're not talking about food and drink, uh, unless you're an alcoholic. You don't, uh, you can't be a drunkard and enter heaven. Verse 11. But if the Holy Spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, raised up Jesus from the dead, dwell in you, uh, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. He's talking about the flesh and blood. That's mortal bodies. Uh, if you're buried by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So you're raised from the dead just like Jesus was. Verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. There's, <laughs> it's just amazing that people can't get this. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not at all to the flesh or to I that lives in the flesh, to live after the flesh. For what purpose would it be that Jesus come and die for you if you're going to continue in the flesh? If you're going to continue sinning. Verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. And death, he's talking about going to hell at the lake of fire. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body... That means, mortify means to kill the deeds of the body. Ye shall live. Let's do this again, verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die and go to hell and to the lake of fire. But, thank God for this but here. If ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. In other words, you kill the deeds of the body, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you uh, mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live eternally. Verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are, what, the sons of God? You think that the sons of God can um, sin? If you do, then um, you're spiritually crazy. You're insane. For as many as are led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Why? Because they do the deeds of the Spirit. They no longer do the deeds of the flesh. And so, uh, for ye, you people that are born again, have not received... The spirit of bondage again, to be in bondage to Satan, 
to fear going to hell. You don't fear it anymore. You have peace with God. But ye have received the Holy Spirit of adoption. You've been adopted into the family of God. You've become a son of God. Whereby we cry, Abba. In Hebrew, that means father. I was going by some homes in uh, Tiberias, Israel, and also in uh, Jerusalem. I went by these schools, and you could hear the children say, oh, some of them were crying, and they were crying, Abba, Abba. They were crying for their father. That's what that means. So if you feel this, if the Spirit of God enters into you, you've been adopted into the family of God, whereby you cry, the Spirit goes into you and say, Father, praise you, Father God, praise you, Jesus. Verse 16, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are, in fact, the sons of God, the children of God, the sons of God. If you're a child of God, you don't sin anymore. If you're a child of Satan, you live according to the flesh and to the demands that your flesh wants. You don't have the Spirit of God to mortify or to deaden the desire to sin in your flesh, and so therefore you still need to be born again. Because when you're born again, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit itself will bear witness with our spirit that we, in fact, are the children or the sons of God. Verse 17, And if children... Then we own the whole world in the heavens. If we're children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We're all sons of God if we keep the commandments, if we live by the Spirit. That's something that God has given us the world. And um, by God, I'm here on this earth to rule it according to the Spirit of the Lord. Do I want to take over the secular government? Absolutely not. I want, by the preaching of the gospel for the entire secular world, to get together with God, because God is good to those that are good, to those that are his children. And he makes us... See, Adam was um, an heir of the entire world with God, but he failed. He believed what Satan was saying, just like the people, you people in the world are believing that. That you uh, are, you know, for your lifetime, you are the head of this world. Forget it. You're not. God owns the world. And he does not, uh, he always makes sure that the things that he has purposed to do from the beginning of the world is he wants his children that are made out of clay to be more powerful than the devil. And he, therefore, is given... God has given us the Spirit, His Holy Spirit, uh, to live in our flesh so that our flesh is mortified and His Spirit makes us, uh, if we're children, He makes us sons of God, uh, children of God, and if we're children of God, then we become heirs, heirs of God to the, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him. Now, what is the suffering with the Lord? Well, you know, um, they sent me to prison. I've been stoned for preaching the gospel with huge stones. 
by a couple of bikers that pulled our car over. And uh, Bill Willoughby, who was the um, one of the reporters of the Washington Star, was in the car with us. And also the editor of the Los of New York Times has lived at our house with us, and we had a good time over there. He's a Christian. So we become joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him. Well, suffering with him means that you know, if we have to go to the cross, we have to go to the cross. And we don't uh, get bitterness in us because of what we're going through. Or if the Lord tests us, not tempts us, but tests us uh, with some kind of a disease or sickness or infirmity, and we don't get healed immediately, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the same wings of eagles. So don't be weary of God that your soul is lost because you're an heir and a joint heir with Christ of everything that they own, God owns. That's the heavens, the earth, the galaxies. If so, and we get all that if we continue on in the Lord. That means if we suffer with him because he's in us, it's no longer us and we, he'll lead us into strange places sometimes. Certainly not uh, whorehouses or bars or uh, homosexual places, but I'm talking about to places where they're liable to get arrested and put in prison, like I was. That we may be also glorified together with him. Wow, what a fantastic thing that we, uh, Adam and Eve, they failed, but now God has uh, come down, and through Christ we can be conquerors of this world. For it is written that if God be with us, who could be against us? And Paul says here in verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy uh, to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Well, my God, this is saying, you know, like I said the other day, that I'm a wordsmith, but the Bible says there's no eye that has seen, no ear that has heard, nor has it entered the heart of man. The beautiful things that the Lord has uh, laid away for those of us that love him and keep his commandments. So he's saying here, for I reckon that the sufferings, and, uh, you know, if you're really of the Lord, you're going to have sufferings. If not, you're just going to live a comfortable life. And what a horrible thing for people that are living a comfortable life to be slung into the lake of fire. God, there's no water anymore. There's no uh, food. There's no nothing. There's no comfort. There's nothing but pain and anguish and misery. For I reckon that the sufferings, I'd rather have sufferings in this world, this present time, because... Um, I don't want to suffer eternally in hell in the lake of fire. So the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Oh my God, it's going to be real revealed in us that Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit lives in us and that we own everything in the universe because we um, made up our mind. We have to make up our mind. We made up our mind that no matter what we have to go through, we're going to, even if we go to our death, 
because the minute that we would die, the breath uh, goes out of our body, the spirit, and we're right there in glory. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Everybody wants to see the kindness of the sons of God. Because the sons of God are like Jesus. They're just like him because the spirit of Jesus is in them and they no longer are I, as Paul was mentioning in the seventh chapter here, but they are Jesus. They're sons of God. Verse 20, because they are in Christ and Christ is in them and the Father is in them and they are in the Father and the Spirit is in them and they are in the Spirit. Verse 20, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. So uh, we're subject unto these conditions here. And we are subject to vanity. So everybody does a lot of vain things, you know. They're not willing, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Um, so by reason of Christ who has subjected the same in hope. Because the Lord hopes that you will continue on. He hopes that you're going to be strong. He hopes that you're going to take up the cross and follow him because he wants very much for you to be in heaven with him. And so if you give up hope just because you're sick or just because you're going through some trials and tribulations, well, then, you know, the Lord is not going to be happy with that. He subjected us to these things because he was subjected unto them. Are we better than Christ? No, we're not better than Christ. But Christ showed us that by walking in the Spirit, we will not sin. Now, this is verse 21, right? Okay, so I'm going to mark this so that we can continue on with it uh, tomorrow. But right now, let's pray. Let's pray that we'll not be of the flesh any longer, that we'll be of the Holy Spirit. Because there's no condemnation when the Holy Spirit is in us. So far as if we continue uh, in the Lord, uh, you want to become a son of God and have power over your body and to let Christ live in you, then say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Father God. Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. You're God. You don't lie. You can't lie. I know you've heard me, 
And I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I thank you because the word has given me confidence and know that I'm saved. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Father, Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now get a good King James uh, Bible and uh, the old one, the old King James Version, and read it and study it because it's your life. And Sharon, uh, let's tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program number 642. 642, it's free, and uh, including the postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alarma saying tune in tomorrow for another big education in the spiritual realm. You must be in the spiritual realm. Yeah, this is your ticket into the kingdom of heaven. So this is I've Got My Ticket by our black quintet, the Alamo Brothers Quintet. I've got my ticket.
as I was When we moved inside I found in him a resting place And I know he had made me glad Well, I tried to keep my head Stretched out, got a cause to glorify God and came down, and this old soul was safe Well, right now I'm ready for the sky Well, I've got my ticket Well, I'm going to ride Well, I've got my ticket Well, one day I'm going to ride God gave me a ticket I don't. 